end to round-the-clock errand running. Of course, there'd still be errands to run as one of the low men on the totem pole, but Love would also be on the field during practice and games, instructing players, running drills, a real member of an SEC staff. How he wanted to be on the field and actually coaching. How he wanted that dressing space. So big it was, so plush. He could fit three changes of clothes in there, an aquarium, a moped. He sat half-dressed on the bench, trying to imagine his name over such a locker. His name. It really wasn't the greatest to be paired with the word coach. His name, when preceded by the standard appellation for one who instructs athletes, sounded like a new-age sex therapist or the title of a nasty rap song. He thought Mr. Love sounded okay, as did his given name, Raymond Love. But Coach Love? It was a name to inspire clever athletes, a name to keep the muse on high alert. Now that same silly name was being called, or one that sounded a little like it. He turned toward Coach Driver's private dressing area, There it went again. Low! Coach Low! Love looked around. He was alone in the empty locker room. Slipping on a t-shirt and sandals, he made an uncertain march toward the head coach's quarters. Coach Von Driver. Now that was a name for a college football coach. Snappy, aggressive, unique. Coach Von Driver took the SEC by storm, winning a conference championship in his first year at the helm. He followed up that initial success with consecutive top 20 finishes in the polls and back-to-back New Year's Day bowl appearances. Love stopped just outside the head coach's dressing room, being sure not to intrude in any way, and called out in a hesitant manner, Coach Driver? Yes, Coach Lowe, come in. I've been calling you for five minutes. Love entered to find a naked fifty-year-old man, her suit about the shoulders and back, with one equally hairy leg propped up on a chair. The same man was sawing a towel back and forth between his hindquarters and that part of his anatomy that Love least cared to witness au naturel. A fog of antifungal foot spray hung heavy in the air, but not quite as heavy as Love might have liked. He could see clearly. Now Coach Von Driver went flat-footed, seemingly lost in thought. The towel was limp in his hand, then flung casually over his shoulder, as a matador does his cape. He reached for the sports drink on his desk and drank heartily. Love wasn't sure if he had been summoned simply to bear witness to this or if there was actual business at hand. He stayed where he was, just inside the doorway, trying to look attentive without actually looking anywhere specific. When the head coach reached for the volume button on the stereo and turned up the music, Love breathed a sigh of relief. Surely this would signal the dressing portion of the performance, a mood enhancer, if you will. But no, apparently the sports drink was only the halftime break, for Coach Driver now hiked his other leg and resumed the two-man saw action of before. In his efforts at not watching, 
Love found himself staring at one of the coach's maxims framed on the far wall. It read, Every man to the ball. Love wished he'd picked a different one. He'd just noticed the coach driver was not completely nude, but wearing shower shoes. He thought things would have been better without those plastic gizmos. You like Bon Jovi? Coach driver had spoken, and Love felt compelled to turn in his direction. He knew it was only his imagination and sense of discomfort that made him think coaches could find more ways to highlight that part of themselves, the part you really and truly didn't want to see, than anyone else on the planet. At this moment, that highlighting was being accomplished by whipsawing, leg-lifting, and a potpourri of flapping, flopping, and flipping.